The KUAM Podcast Network is back and on demand, featuring a great variety of podcasts from our island and region, including culture, lifestyle, awareness, crime, politics, commentary, comedy, and entertainment. Available on most streaming platforms. The KUAM Podcast Network. Subscribe and listen now. Government cannot be all things to all people. A mantra that guided my public service and that of many over the years and those still serving the people of Guam. The work of the public servant continues regardless of the many challenges they may face in the workplace and in the field to support the 160,000 people that call Guam home. Consideration of what we should expect as a consumer of our local and U.S. federal government services is the focus of this episode of That's It, That's All. You are listening to That's It, That's All with Sean DiMatato. You are listening to That's It, That's All. I'm Sean Gumatautau. The podcast is sponsored by Get LLC, a Guam-based consulting and specialty construction materials and supplies firm serving government and private sector organizations in the Western Pacific and beyond. Need a lighting solution for your building? Need crisis communications assistance? Ask Get LLC. They can help. Find them on the World Wide Web at get-guam.com. Check them out today. Welcome to those new listeners checking out the podcast in Dudley, Massachusetts. Excited to greet those listeners in Matsudo, Chiba, Japan, and London, England. 21 countries listening in. Can't forget the listeners right here on Guam in the village of Dedido. Half a day to each and every one of you. Let That's It, That's All take you from one end of the island of Guam to the other. Remember to download the podcast ahead of that next road trip. Also, don't forget... As you sit down on your laptop or your desktop computers or just ahead of that gym workout, where does this podcast sit in your routines? Well, I hope it's right there with you. A huge thank you to our friends at RedCircle.com in pushing out the podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, and Amazon Music. Also, That's It, That's All can be heard on the iHeartRadio app and on Pandora. We're also proud to be a part of the KOM Podcast Network, Guam's award-winning broadcast news and information source, and the multimedia home of original programming from all across Micronesia. Hit the like, subscribe, or follow buttons of That's It, That's All wherever you get your podcast today. It was a phrase I heard in the early days of my appointment supporting the executive direction of the government of Guam. Executive direction, that is the office of the governor of Guam. February 2003, the phrase jumped into my ear and mind, driving all of my work in a period of my life that I won't ever forget. Government cannot be all things to all people. This saying will be played out in many venues and in many instances. It is a philosophy to deliver public service that to this podcaster is as meaningful then as it is now. What does it mean? Well, when you wake up in the morning, we see government at work almost immediately. We turn on our bedroom light after a night's sleep, a twist of the shower handle that delivers water, 
one of the many times we will use this system to get ready for the busy workday and pretty much throughout it. We jump on the road to that meeting or class, the pavement smooth or bumpy, reminding the motoring public that this important infrastructure is keeping commerce going day in and day out. Former Arizona Governor Republican Jane D. Hull is just one of the many leaders across our great country that made this statement a way of doing state government business. The educator served the Grand Canyon State from 1997 to 2003. The state's first woman governor was credited with ensuring all public schools had Internet access and pushed trade with Mexico and other border governors, among other great accomplishments. Government cannot be all things for all people. The Western state continues to be a beacon of good governance. The U.S. House of Representatives Committee on Science, Space, and Technology in 2011 used the term to describe the future of the federal government. In their semi-annual report of their activities, they noted that the, quote, in these difficult times and record-breaking deficits and debt levels, it is imperative that the committee not let the taxpayer down, close quote. Government can't be all things for all people. This phrase is a great reminder of what we should think of government during these times. When the pandemic hit, many of us were asked to mask up, wash our hands, and stay six feet from one another. The key word was asked. The government intervention did not put on your mask for you. Surely government can't possibly put you in front of that sink and clean your hands. And no way the government can place you six feet away from your neighbor. The amount of government intervention already in our lives should not surprise you. Or maybe it has. In doing research for this podcast, I found that there are surely two sides of this issue that continues to guide our policymakers. In fact, it is an argument that goes back to the start of the nation. Interestingly, over time, the thought that government intervention has been good or bad really boils down to who you ask. The papers, the articles, the books, all have such divergent views on what government should mean to each and every one of us. For this podcaster, my thoughts have not wavered on this for the past 30 years. Our American society has debated this issue for so long. For the U.S. territory, it appears to be done more in private than taking it out to the public square, if you will. Residents tell me that government should be taking care of policing our island communities. Government should do a better or do better with job training programs. Gov Guam should be right there in front of us delivering a modern day education with modern day educational tools. How do we teach our kids right from wrong? Can we all work with our families to show them how to do the little things to make their homes livable? What are we doing to sit with our young people and making sure that they do their homework and help answer some of the questions they are hearing in the classrooms from Dedido to Jonya? We need to show up. We need to be better examples for our island society. Much of this goes back to our way of life, 
before the discovery of Guam in 1521. Chamorros had lived pretty much in harmony since Fauna created the earth. From the back of her brother Puntan, their sacrifice created the universe. The legend should inspire. Unfortunately, this is not the case in 2022. With discovery came governance. With governance came shifts in values. With the change in values has come more questions of governance. 500 years of this cycling of thought and action. Government cannot be all things to all people. A statement to guide, a statement of governance. When you look at it in its simpler terms, I think of growing up with my parents in San Leandro, California. My mom, Teofilia Sinicolas Gumatanta, perhaps taught this to me and my brothers at an early age. We just didn't know it. As a boy, I used to love playing with toys, whether a Star Wars action figure, G.I. Joe, or the Shogun Warriors. When I got a new one, a birthday, Christmas, or luck, I was overjoyed. When I would ask my mom for the newest toy ahead of those special days, she always said, it's not payday. More often, the newest toy never made it to my stack. Just like with a government service or program, we like them all. They provide much support. We use them all the time. We ask our government leaders for the newest service. They give us the same speech. Wait until payday. An appropriation, grant, or some kind of cash infusion. We wait with such optimism. But nothing happens. We move on with our days, and that life lesson is truer to government service than we can ever, ever know. This podcast is sponsored by Get LLC, a consulting and specialty construction materials and supplies firm. Since 2012, they have provided valuable services to their customers across Micronesia and North America. Check them out on the World Wide Web at get-guam.com. They have a presence on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, too. Get LLC. Find out today how they can best serve your business's specific needs. Pulled from the headlines, KOAM News reported recently that the use of face masks would be optional for public school students as the COVID public health emergency continues on Guam and across the globe. Guam Department of Education Deputy Superintendent Erica Cruz noted that parents' input is one of the factors as to why GDOE will continue to enforce mask wearing on school grounds, or at least be keeping it optional. Cruz saying, quote, we want to be able to survey our stakeholders before we make that decision, and we feel that we want to remain consistent for the rest of the school year, close quote. The Guam Daily Post reported on April 10, 2022 that the shortage of social workers, transportation issues, and finding appropriate dwellings are several key challenges Guam's elderly and individuals with disabilities have in finding housing and keeping it. Acting Guam Housing and Urban Renewal Authority Director Elizabeth Napoli told the local newspaper, quote, it is easier for us to house people that apply for the programs and do become eligible, but having them remain housed is the challenge because many times they are not receiving the support services that they need in order to remain housed. Close quote. The Pacific Daily News on the same day featured a story with this title, Life Skills Workshop Showcase Food Independence, Health, Personal Development. 
That was a story of a local group of GovGuam and private sector workers teaching, as the story described, as life skills to include catching octopus, growing food, building a doghouse, and financial literacy. Guam Department of Agriculture Forestry Chief Christine Farron told the PDN this, quote, This cohort really wanted to give something back to the community that people could build upon. It all comes back to the individual and how they can provide for their home, their village, and their community. Close quote. Three different stories. Three stories of the government of Guam being involved in some way, shape, or form. How is this a useful part of our lives? First, if I was to break down the first on masks, there hasn't been much from our local agencies, much data or stats or numbers or figures or some type of science in their discussions that would tell us as cases are declining from the coronavirus that mask wearing is so very helpful. This is an issue of messaging that GovGuam has not been able to rein in well at all despite all the advice to do so. Not sure the fuss. Data has always helped make decisions. Next, housing and this notion that folks are not getting the services they need. I have always wondered, even back to my government service two decades ago, that did they ever really ask that sort of service that they needed or even wanted? There is such a rude assumption or rationale taken by local bureaucrats that there is need everywhere, but take years to get it to the population centers. Even creating housing in places where there are no jobs baffles the mind. How do we get them to those jobs? Put a housing center away from jobs continues to create a system where entitlement just never, ever seems to go away. Life skills is just about an oxymoron when given by government people. These skills are great, but when they turn their bureaucrat heads, most will go back to what they were doing before, which quite frankly, wasn't much. These become more like displays of what could be than anything else, a utopia on an island that is seeking more reality than this show. This is perhaps the most, the, probably the most tragic of what local government can do. When folks need it, these micro-lectures will be more of a distant memory. It gives this portrayal of hope where it doesn't exist. Life is hard enough. Government services were never meant to replace the work of the individual to achieve their own destiny. Some people choose to live the way they want to. For many in Guam, this is pretty generational. I have seen it. It does sadden me very much. But what can government do? Well, they could stop perpetuating that it can help when, quite honestly, it really doesn't. Now, you're probably saying, don't be so pessimistic, or maybe you have no clue, Sean, of what you're talking about. I can say with certainty, this is the case, and nothing has changed in years. Someone walks into a government of Guam office, specifically an executive branch agency, you go to the Judiciary of Guam and the Guam Legislature for assistance, and their response is going to be super different, and I mean worlds different. That someone asks for assistance with an issue unique to them. There are processes. There are procedures. There are laws. What there is not is compassion. There is not a caring ear. When there is and there is no great resolution to be found, 
there is silence and resentment from that village resident, no matter the issue, no matter the stakes. When GovGuam cannot help a person in need for whatever reason, this speaks to the heart of why government cannot be all things to all people. When we seek their help and get it, you are fortunate. Remember, the government of Guam won't pay a bill or obligation that isn't theirs to begin with, even if they created the burden for its people. The island government will surely not comfort that parent who just lost their kid to a debilitating ailment by just living in this island environment, and it is seemingly huge lack of resources to help, maybe it could have helped that kid. Gov Guam is challenged to communicate the reality of what it does day in and day out in blue sky and in gray sky. This podcast is sponsored by Get LLC, a consulting and specialty construction materials and supplies firm. Since 2012, they have provided valuable services to their customers across Micronesia and North America. Check them out on the World Wide Web at get-guam.com. They have a presence on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, too. Get LLC. Find out today how they can best serve your business's specific needs. I took a quick look at the bigger websites for this next part of this podcast episode. Fox News headline, Californians fed up with both political parties as crime crisis spirals in Golden State. New York Times headline, how infighting over border policy divided the Biden administration. CBS News headline, school budgets hit by high diesel prices. Washington Post headline, White House's pandemic practices appear somewhat haphazard as risks grow. These four headlines from April 10th, 2022 are quite honestly not out of the ordinary. People in California have been grumbling for months about the rising crime from north to south. The current president's handling of immigration issues will surely define his legacy. Busing school children is coming at greater cost when fuel prices and policy is not reflecting the priority of the end users. And the White House has seemingly been telling us to practice what we are preaching, and then they do the opposite. These matters of national concern are causing greater problems each and every day, or at least they are more complex issues of concern. How is the work of the federal government so useful to us? For someone who lives in a U.S. territory, we are praying that much of the crazy is isolated to other states and they brace our, and then brace ourselves for its impacts here at some point. Now, public policy always appears to leap from state to state and over others, and the best practices are oftentimes thrown out the window at the expense of political expediency. Speaking of public policy, COVID policy is being thrust right at us. But so are annual influenza prevention campaigns, diabetes prevention messages, heart disease prevention ads, prevention of prevention. Just makes you want to break out the white flag on, of some word ending in T-I-O-N. Work in the nation's capital is more of look at us and you do what we do. In most parts of the country, that is not happening. Why is that? Well, chalk it up to maturity of those states. Chalk it up to perhaps the notion that people just don't want government interfering in their daily lives. This is not some novel idea, but maybe it should be. Living in the islands 
And this next bit is coming from the hundreds of discussions that I've had from Pongo Pongo to Kona to Garapan to Colonia to Karor and all parts all over Guam. There is something to be said about having some respect for the government and all that it does and to avoid the other parts that may hinder growth. What does that really mean? You turn a light on in your room and it goes on unless you didn't pay that power bill. Driving along a roadway, the unavoidable pothole rips up your tire that forces a tow in the middle of the day. Avoidance or the large towing and tire bill? Send your kids to school. They come home and tell you how a teacher there discussed sexual orientation outside of a classroom. You counsel your kid? Talk to the school? Maybe. We are not stuck in some time warp that has kept us somewhere near the 1970s, or should I say, uh, well, pick your prime, if you will. Was government in your face then and now? Well, not really. It just seemed to work out. Today, no thanks to social media, everyone vents, folks whine, people are just not too happy. There is a want for government to be all things. They don't sleep in your bed or pay your bills, so I say, stay out, or at least stay out somehow. Appreciative of this adage, we must recognize the value and appreciate the effort, but it really cannot be all things to all of us. This idea of government cannot be all things to all people can be summed up by James Madison. He wrote in the Federalist Papers, number 45, in January, January 26th, 1788, he wrote this, quote, It is too early for politicians to presume on our forgetting that the public good, the real welfare of the great body of the people, is the supreme object to be pursued, and that no form of government, whatever has any other value than as it may be fitted for the attainment of this object, were the plan of the convention adverse to the public happiness my voice would be reject the plan. Were the union itself inconsistent with the public happiness, it would be abolish the union. In like manner, as far as the sovereignty of the states cannot be re reconciled to the happiness of the people, the voice of every good citizen must be, let the former be sacrificed to the latter. How far the sacrifice is necessary has been shown. How far the sacrifice is necessary has been shown. How far the unsacrificed residue will be endangered is the question before us. Several important considerations have been touched in the course of these papers, which discountenance the supposition that the operation of the federal government will, by degrees, prove fatal to the state governments. The more I revolve the subject, the more fully I am persuaded that the balance is much more likely to be disturbed by the preponderance of the last than of the first scale. Close quote. That's it. That's all. If you enjoyed this podcast, download, press subscribe, or follow us right now. More great content is on the way. Talk to you soon. The That's It, That's All podcast is produced by Sean Gamatato. Executive producer is Trisha Gamatato. 
hit the subscribe or follow button and leave a review. Thanks for listening. The KUAM Podcast Network is back and on demand, featuring a great variety of podcasts from our island and region, including culture, lifestyle, awareness, crime, politics, commentary, comedy, and entertainment. Available on most streaming platforms. The KUAM Podcast Network. Subscribe and listen now.